Yo, what's up, Steven? What's good, baby? Yo, it's the good bad guy, Tamatonga. Hold up. Nah. Gotta do it. We're a new one. It's 2020, man. It's just crazy. It's the baby face heel. Tamatonga. The OG triple, 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 triple. OG Bullet Club. OG triple. <laughs> That's right. Hey, dude. Yo, I heard you got a good, uh, good ass YouTube channel out there. Shout out to Hugh Stevens' YouTube channel. Hope you keep it 100 over there, man. Keep it real. And everybody know, G-O-D, ain't nobody really than Gorilla. Uh, keep it 100, bro. Okay, stay up, stay healthy, stay positive. It's during these crazy-ass times, dude. Yeah, 50 Cent, uh, Sean Paul. Give us a try. They said they're ready, but I know for sure they're not ready. Go against the grain, if I show you gon' get it. Won't get pop, you drop, get dead it. See the crime scene, I mean I forget it. When real real boys pop off, they don't want credit. If niggas know you did it, then police know you did it. Whenever drama come, a real soldier don't set it. If it's beat, get it. Yeah, so this now says that we're live, ladies and gentlemen. This is your Wednesday edition of Around the Point. Here for September the 2nd, 2020. September is finally here. And honestly, I am happy. I am so happy. Yes, in a way, when you think about it, September means summer is officially over. When you think about it, the kids finally go back to school. Even if it's remotely. This time of the year is remotely now. It's no longer them being in the classroom. But it is what it is. School's back. If you're a parent, shout out to all the parents out there who gotta put their morning quickie on hold because they gotta get their kid ready for school, <laughs> if you will. But anyway, hope all of you are enjoying your Wednesday, enjoying your week thus far. I know it's kind of weird that I'm doing around the point on Wednesday today of all weeks, but the reason being is because well, Sunday was payback. And I did say on Wednesday after the show was over, I was going to go live for a payback review. And I never did. And it's not because, oh, I didn't want to do it or anything like that. I was just tired. You got to understand, I literally went to bed Saturday night going into Sunday morning around 4 a.m. For whatever reason, I just did. 4 a.m. went to bed. I'm not going to lie to you guys. I binged watch season one and part of season two of Cobra Kai on Netflix. So there is a reason why, if you're wondering. Uh, I went to work around 8 in the morning. I didn't get out till like fucking 4 something p.m. Got home. I recorded around the point. I did my predictions for, for fucking payback. And then I watched the pay-per-view. Then I crashed. I completely just knocked the fuck out. And yeah, there was that. I did say, you know what? I'll do the review Monday morning or whatever the fuck it was. And never happened. So now here we are, we're making up for lost time, if you will. And then also, when you think about it too, there's so many other news that popped up this week thus far. I know this Saturday is all out. I will have a predictions video tomorrow. In case you guys are wondering, tomorrow I will be doing an all-out predictions. Saturday, we'll be doing a live review once the show goes off the air. All I know right now thus far is joining me will be Big Mike and Walter. Chase might be joining us too. So again, we'll keep you posted on that too. But again, I hope all of you are enjoying yourselves. A lot of fun stuff. Grab a cold one, what have you. 
And yeah, if you're new to the channel, hit the subscribe button down below. As always, I am Steve, but you already knew that already. That's Steve, all right? Give the video a big old thumbs up. Share through social media. You can check out Around the Point on all the podcasting platforms, such as Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn, Google Podcasts, Anchor.fm, who is a sponsor of Around the Point, and as well the good people over at Spotify. So again, if you are listening to Around the Point on the audio platform, you can check out on those podcasting platforms and all that fun stuff. So there you go. All right. Let's get into the show. Let's get into all this. I know Dynamite starts in an hour from now almost. So try to knock this out so all of you can watch AEW Dynamite and all that stuff. So let's get into this, shall we? Um, let's get into Payback. I did watch Payback, like I said, on the WWE Network. I thought overall for a pay-per-view that literally had one week of buildup. Literally, we had SummerSlam and then out of nowhere, fucking Payback. They didn't let no one breathe. Holy shit. They didn't give us a time to relax and enjoy what was SummerSlam. I thought SummerSlam for what it was, it was pretty solid, if you will, right? So I'm like, okay, let us relax, going to payback. But no, holy shit, SummerSlam happened, and then boom, payback right there. I thought the buildup to payback was shit until Friday happened, and then we saw Roman Reigns show up at the end with Paul Heyman. But... Overall, as far as the show goes, to me personally, I thought it was an okay show. Granted, I didn't think it needed to be a pay-per-view, to be fair. But again, that's WWE for it. They'll do what the fuck they want. Another way to show off the Thunderdome, I guess. So there's that. Um, let's give a quick little review. I'm not going to go into major details, if you will. I know a lot of my friends that are also podcasters that are YouTubers, if you will, that have done their, their own respective review. And I feel like, you know what, if you want to really go in to listen to details and shit like that, go check those people out, if you will. So let's get into this. Let's get into this review. All right. I did miss the kickoff show. I believe it was the iconic versus the riot squad. Uh, the Iconics got the win on Payback on the kickoff show. And this, and then literally this past Monday, they had a rematch where the winner would go on to get a future WWE Women's Tag Team title match while the other team would go Splitsville. And if you watch on Raw, the Iconics are no more. No more Iconics. Why? I have no fucking clue. But it is what it is. I'm not going to harp on it. Now, I'm pretty sure... That there's a lot of those iconic diehards out there that are going to harp on this, that are probably lost for words, if you will. If you're to ask me right now, out of those two, who is the star? I think that's Peyton Royce. I think Billy Kay is going to go off to do whatever, do something else backstage, what have you. I don't know. But it is what it is. So now the Riot Squad get a future women's tag team title match. That's what we know right now. When will it be? I don't fucking, I don't have a clue. We go on to the main card. We had M we had Bobby Lashley versus Apollo Crews. Apollo Crews defending the U.S. title. I thought overall for an opener, it was pretty solid. I, I do think, though, again, they had a good back and forth. Um, Lashley winning, I know for a lot of people, it's kind of questionable. Why would you have Apollo drop the belt right now? I personally feel, and this is just my opinion, again, you want to show that the, that the Hurt Business is a dominant force, right? Yes, they've they 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 they, they, call, they went 
they, they, ugh, what's, the word? what's the word I'm looking for here? Holy shit. They literally had their way on Raw Underground these past couple of weeks. And now here they, now here's Lashley, right? The almighty, if you will, taking the U.S. title off Apollo, which you knew kind of going in that was going to happen. You knew that already. And I'm fine with it. In a way, what this does is, hey, Apollo, it makes him now more pissed off that he lost his title, even though on Monday he didn't really show that off. Like, uh, you saw him trying to, I guess, console his friend. I think it was uh, Cedric Alexander who got beat up by the Hurt Business. So it wasn't like that focused Apollo, even though he did take part of that Raw Underground match with Shelton Benjamin. But other than that, again, what this does is it shows some seriousness in the her business you don't want to make them look like fools now so there's that you got to give someone a bone throw someone a win in that faction so let it be bobby lashley from there we went to the match between biggie and sheamus going one-on-one i think everyone going into this you know again for what it was we can all agree it was a pretty solid match i'm not gonna say oh my god this was amazing by no means at all but I do feel like I think all of us can be happy that Biggie got the win. I did say that was gonna happen. I did say that Biggie, right? They're showcasing him now to be the single star, right? I'm not saying like a major player in the single division, but they're trying to give him a singles run, right? Um, I think with the way things are going, I have an idea what could possibly happen. I could be wrong, of course, but I'll get into that later on when I talk about Roman Reigns in the main event. But Having a go, having him go up against Sheamus, right in this whole like, hey, he's getting wins, what have you, is not bad. I'm pretty sure Sheamus had no problem putting over someone like Biggie. And again, I thought overall for what they did was pretty solid, good back and forth. Um, and when it was all said and done, Biggie got his win, and, that, and not for nothing against a guy who is a former who has won multiple championships in WWE, right? If people forget that Sheamus is a triple crown champion, right? Tag team champion, SmackDown tag team champion, Raw tag team champion, I believe. Um, World heavyweight champion, WWE champion, um, US champion. Yeah, he's won almost every single title with the exception of the Intercontinental title. But he's been on a roll, right? If you will. So having Biggie win, have a win over someone like that is fine. Completely fine. And now from there, we'll see what happens with Big E. Likely there'll be a rematch. I don't fucking know, but we shall see. Uh, from there, we go to King Corbin versus Matt Riddle. I'll be honest with you guys. I thought this was, to, for me at least, the weakest match on the card. And it's not a dig at anyone. I'm not trying to say, oh my God, this was the bleeding shits because it really, really was not. I just really wasn't into this match. For what it was worth, I really wasn't into it. I thought... For what they did, it just felt like a television match, if anything. Uh, they had backstage before the match, Matt Rail do an interview, and I guess they played it. I guess what they did, they read a tweet out from King Corbin talking about how Matt Riddle was not even a man, something about his wife, some shit like that, which was whatever. Uh, Matt Riddle on the mic is, is hit or miss, I'll say that too. At the same time, this whole King Ransom. And Matt Riddle got his win. So there's that. Uh, but for what it's worth, too, you know, at the end of the whole match, they had an interview as well with, King, with, with Matt Riddle and then Corbin attacked him. So this is not over. This is continuing. So there's that. Yeah. 
move on, shall we? Let's fucking move on. But to me, this was the weakest match on the night. Uh, we had the women's tag team championship match. We had Bailey and Sasha Banks versus Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler for the women's tag team championship. I thought overall, it was okay. Nothing to go crazy about. Again, I was going into this match saying, you know what? These two women do not get along. These two women, that being Shayna and Nia, they're going to do something to have them lose. Right? I didn't really think that they'll have Bailey and Sasha drop the tag titles, but goddamn, they did. And the way that it happened, you had Shayna lock both Sasha and Bailey in a double submission, which I thought was creative. I didn't see that coming. And from there, you know what? I'm fine with it. I'm totally fine. It makes Shayna look like a badass. Granted, Shayna deserves better. I'll say that too. I feel like she should be competing for the Raw Women's title. If you will, not the tag team. But again, at the end of the day, it is what it is. And that's that. I think also what this does, it now starts this feud down the road between Sasha and Bailey. I doubt it, but we shall see. But we all we also know though that at the same time. We're going to get down the road, Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax. And it's funny, too, they were hugging each other, too, at the end of the whole thing, which was hilarious. But we're going to get those two versus down the road with the Riot Squad of Ruby Riot and Liv Morgan. So there's that. From there, we go on to Rey Mysterio and Dominic Mysterio, the Mysterio family, versus Seth Rollins and Buddy Murphy. I thought this was the match of the night, in my opinion. As far as the work rate goes, this was the match of the night. Hands down. Um, the rematch from Monday, from last week's episode of Monday Night Raw uh, from the main event. Remember when Ray and Dominic teamed up and then Retribution came out? Which apparently now Retribution could be a Raw faction only, which is whatever. Kind of sucks, but it is what it is. So I thought their match from Payback was pretty entertaining, I will say. Again, if you're Ray, the idea that he's teaming up with his son is awesome, I guess. is, is a dream come true. Why the fuck not? So there's that. I'm not angry. Again, I think if you're right, you're happy as all hell. You're teaming up with your son. If you're Dominic, hey, you're the joy. You're the son of this wrestling legend in Rey Mysterio Jr., right? And we all know what Dominic can do. I'm not saying Dominic um, is this... um, I'm not saying Dominic is his purest right away. I do think, though, again, I said this... And I'm going to keep on saying it again. They do think, though, that Dominic benefits. And again, with all this shit said and done, I know he had a match on Raw 2 this past Monday with Seth Rollins to see who will be in the triple threat, and he lost. I think this is it. It's done. I think Dominic from here should go back to developmental. This is my humble opinion, of course, right? Go to developmental, right? Get repacking because you know what's going to happen, right? And then come back to NXT. Go back to go to NXT as the newest member of Legado de Fantasma. I'm gonna stick to that to the fucking day I die. I am. That's what I would do because it, it would help that faction. Even though they really don't need it, but if you want to legitimize that faction, hey, we have the son of wrestling royalty, if you will, the son of Rey Mysterio Jr. Why the fuck not? And I think it's it would suit him very well. But other than that, I thought this match overall from Payback. Was really good. Dominic got the win, I believe. I think he pinned Buddy Murphy. He didn't pin Rollins, so there's that as well. And yeah, it's a good. It was a good showing for all four guys there. Good fucking showing. From there, we get the main event for the Universal Title: The Fiend Bray Wyatt defending the championship versus Braun Strowman and Roman Reigns. 
Let's talk about the fact that this match started off with both Braun and The Fiend. A good 95% of the match was these two guys going at it. Just going at it. Uh, they're fighting all over the place. The Fiend brings out his fucking giant hammer to attack Braun with. They're fighting by the entrance area. They do a spear. They fall off the stage. I think Braun does a superplex off the top rope to the Fiend, and they break the ring. They were really trying to beat the fuck. They were really trying to beat the fuck out of each other because again, it's no disqualifications, no holds bar. And then now, out of nowhere, both men are down. The ref, the, the, the ring collapsed. The referee's down, and what do you know? Who happens to come out? Roman Reigns. Here's the thing about it. Yes, Roman's a heel now, which everyone, which everyone apparently all wanted for a long time. My only critique is this. I just wish they would have changed his music. That's just me, right? Change his theme song. Make him more of a heel. But that's, it is what it is. He comes out. As he's walking out, he signs, his con- he signs the contract. Mind you, the bell already rang. The bell already rang, but he signs the contract. It's like he said, fuck this. I'm not taking no fucking bumps. I'm a main eventer. Hits the ring with a steel chair. Starts whacking both Braun and, and The Fiend. The referee's not around, so he tells Paul to bring a referee. The referee's running in, gets multiple near falls. Eventually, though, Roman Reigns spears Braun Strowman. Not once, but twice to become the new Universal Champion. So The Fiend doesn't get affected, even though, let's be real about it, The Fiend is Splitsville. It's, it's over with. Now The Fiend will be a baby food. I don't know how it's going to work, but it is what it is. Roman Reigns is once again the Universal Champion. I'm happy. He's the champion that I am proud to call champion. Believe it or not. Yes, right. Even though also, and I didn't mention, during the match, you saw Alexa Bliss watching from backstage. So there's another thing to add as well, if you will. What's up? But other than that, again, I thought Roman winning was awesome, was great. He's now a heel. He's with Paul Heyman. Honestly, you, I would th- again, this is my opinion, of course. I think Roma's keeping the belt up until, I want to say, honestly, up until WrestleMania. And who could he drop the belt to? And again, and I've been saying this earlier, you know, this whole talk of Big E getting the singles run. What if it's Big E and Roman at WrestleMania for the Universal title? And Biggie beats Roman. Just throwing it out there. It could work. I mean, do you have Biggie win the Royal Rumble? Do you have him win the Chamber? I don't fucking know. That's what I would do. That's the way. I, that's the vibe that I get right now. But yeah, Roman's a heel now. I know a lot of people are happy all of a sudden. Apparently, apparently, all of a sudden, everyone's a Roman Reigns fan all of a sudden, which I'm surprised by. Yeah, all of a sudden, everyone's a Roman Reigns fan. Oh, yes, you've been the fans of Roman for a long time. No, you weren't. Shut the fuck up. Yeah, we're not. Yeah, we're not. I remember in 2014, guys like myself, Chase Oliver, if you will, right? Uh Guys like myself, Chase Oliver, um, our boy Big Fresh Matt, just to name you a few, just to name you a few. I think also Ross as well, Gold Standard, Triple Zero. 
we were all like in this fan. We were all like again big Roman supporters, right? And people were giving a shit for it over the years. Oh, how dare you guys support Roman Reigns? At the time, it was this whole Daniel Bryan shit. But yet, I get labeled a fucking smart. Believe it or not, I don't know how. But yet, I'm supporting Roman Reigns. Just, just, just keep that in mind, people. Keep that in mind. But I'm getting labeled a smart. It is what it is. It is what it is. And now all of a sudden, all these people, right, that were saying, fuck you, Roman Reigns, and this and whatnot, and you kind of get the idea. All of a sudden are jumping on the bandwagon now. All of a sudden, they're Roman Reigns fans. Listen, if you weren't around for the support in 2015, through 2016, 2017, and part of 2018, we don't want you around. Stay in your lane. Stay in your fucking lane, if you will. And that was payback. That was payback. Roman is a generational champion. Big E versus Roman Pancake Dome. I, I can see that too. In the Pancake Dome. Why the fuck not? In the fucking Pancake Dome. I love it though. In the fucking Pancake Dome. Why not? And that was payback overall. I thought payback overall for what it was worth. It was a solid pay-per-view. That really didn't need to be on pay-per-view, to be honest. But that's WWE for you. So, yeah. Moving along. Moving along here. Because I want to knock this shit out before I... Uh, before Dynamite. So, I know a lot of you want to watch Dynamite all of a sudden. So, there's that. Let's talk about Eric Young. Now, listen. Last night, I didn't watch Impact Wrestling. I know I said I was going to watch Impact. But you know what? I just don't have time. This is the, the bottom line about it. I'll catch the clips here and there. I do think Impact does have some people on that ro- on the roster that are talented that I see becoming a big-time players for that company, if you will. Other than that, I just didn't have time to watch Impact that's of late. I didn't have time to, if you will. Uh, but I did know that last night was night two of Resurgence. They have to know the pay-per-view that they have or their free purview that they have. Apparently, they're still doing free purviews, apparently. So, it was Resurgence Night 2 and the main event. Oh, by the way, I also know that Tennille Dashwood came back. So, there's that. But, it was Eric Young, Psycho Iwa, the best heel in wrestling, versus Eddie Edwards, the Impact World Champion for the Impact World title, in which Eric Young picked up the win. Eric Young, when he attacked Eddie Edwards with his hockey mask and then hit him with the pile driver for the one, two, three. So Eric Young went from being this jobber in WWE, because but basically what he became on the main roster, to world champion in impact. And here's the thing about it, okay? I get it. When he came back as some anniversary, he was a mystery guy. He comes back, he snapped, he attacks uh Rich Swan. He attacks him again. He wants to, he wants to fight Eddie Edwards. I thought it was kind of rushed. That's just me. But other than that, it happened. At this point, you, you do what you got to do. I think overall, congrats to EY. Congratulations. I'm happy for the guy. Don't get me the fuck wrong. But the one thing, the one thing that pissed me off that I said this on Twitter. If you follow me on Twitter, you would notice that I sent this tweet out. And I, this is what I said. And I'm going to read it out loud. I can find it. And I have it right here. This is what I said. Congrats to EY. But holy shit. Josh, Josh Matthews and his wife, Madison Rain, who were both commentators for Impact Wrestling, they completely shut the bed with the reaction. And this is basically what I saw. This is I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play the video through here. 
so you guys can hear it to see what the fuck I'm talking about here. So so you guys can get an idea what the fuck I'm talking about. Here it is. My thing is this, okay, listen, I'm pretty sure Josh Matthews is a nice person, what have you, right? I'm pretty sure he's cool to talk to, cool to chill with, right? I never met the guy. He has me blocked on Twitter. But holy shit, dude. I know we're in a pandemic. I understand that it's tough to do wrestling shows when there's no crowd, right? I get that. But you mean to tell me you can't put no enthusiasm, no type of, you know, put some effort into your reaction? Dude, this was was just not any match. This was your world title match for your company that you work for. Your fucking world fucking title. And you just phoned it in on commentary. I was saying, I didn't watch the match. I'm pretty sure they tore it down with the fuck, whatever the fuck you want, right? Again, I'm happy for Eric Young. I am. Believe it or not, happy for him. Congratulations. What have you, right? But God damn it, yo. I swear to God, yo. I feel like if you're Impact Wrestling, why the fuck are you paying Josh Matthews and Madison Rain to do commentary? Why? Why are you even giving them a fucking paycheck right now with reactions like this? What a fucking what a, what a fucking embarrassment. What a fucking embarrassment embarrass- and again I know Josh Matthews for a long time. A long time he claimed and I know it was all part of a storyline, but holy shit, he called himself the best commentator in the world. Remember that shit? And everyone laughed at him and crap. But goddamn dude, holy crap. You mean to tell me you can't put some effort, put some excitement into your shit? Like do you do commentary sober? I'm confused, bruh. Someone explain this shit to me. Make it make sense for me. And again, and I said this a long time ago. There's a lot of people I know for a fact that are on the independent circuit right now that are not really working because of the pandemic that I guarantee you will do a better job doing commentary than fucking Josh Matthews and his fucking wife, Madison Ring. Again, I'm pretty sure they're nice people with the fuck the fuck you want. But when it comes to commentary, these two are the fucking bleeding shits. And honestly, one of the reasons, believe it or not, why I'm not even watching Impact, to, to, to tell you the truth. If I watch Impact, I have to watch it on mute. I have to really watch the shit on mute. Another thing too, and again, I watch Impact. I said this before, I'll say it again. I watch Impact on Twitch. I don't watch Impact on Access TV because I don't have Access TV. I have Twitch, right? So when I'm watching on Twitch, I see Melissa Santos who's hosting this shit. Even that, I feel like, bruh, you mean to tell me you guys can't fix this shit? Like, I feel like they just at times they just phoned it in. That's just the vibe I get. Like, like the other day I'm watching Impact, right? On my day off, I was watching it and shit. And I see you're hosting on Twitch. And it's like, basically what it is, 
They'll play the show that they recorded and shit, and during commercial, they'll go back to this live feed from her on Twitch, right? And it's her on her iPhone, right? Her on her iPhone. She has it in fucking portrait mode of all fucking things, right? That's my thing, too. Listen, if you're a YouTuber, if you're, if you're a vlogger, right? I understand if you're a tech, if you do TikTok, you do this shit on portrait mode, right? But listen, if you're streaming and shit, it's not going to kill you to take your phone, like, to go from this to this. It's not going to kill you, okay? But make your shit look a little bit presentable. I know Melissa Santos is cute to look at all the fuck you want, right? She's nice to look at. That's all she can do. But other than that, bruh, Impact Wrestling, train this woman to do Twitch. Train her how to work OBS. Train her how to work XSplit. Seriously, fucking serious. But again, happy for EY. But goddamn, Impact Wrestling. Really start looking into what's out there right now for commentators. Because I guarantee you, again, there's a lot of people out there right now that would definitely kill to be in the spot right now. That would kill to be in that spot. And I know, yeah, it's Impact Wrestling. Haha, I get it. But fucking hell, man. I'm just saying. Oh, God. Anyway, moving along here. We're about to wrap this up in a bit anyway. Let's talk about NXT. NXT apparently was in talk this week. Apparently, they did week number two of Super Tuesday. And apparently, the rating came in too for NXT. But they did week number two of Super Tuesday. And they drew in about 849,000 people. That was their, the rating, basically, right? Um, and... One thing that's been talked about now, apparently, that from what it looks like, this whole Wednesday Night War might be coming to an end. Talks going around per uh, Russell votes that there's talks within WWE to move NXT to Tuesday night based off the numbers that they're getting. Granted, it's not big like in the millions like they were at one time, but it's better number that they're getting on Wednesday nights. So there's possibility that NXT could possibly be moving to Tuesdays. And honestly, listen, at this point, I'm fine with it. I said this a long time ago. I think both shows, as good as they could be, would definitely benefit more if they moved to a different night. One of them moves to a different night. I said it should have been Dynamite because, again, NXT's been on Wednesday for a long time. Granted, AW can't move to a different night because they're locking that deal with TNT. So there's that. So I think NXT moving to a different night. Yes, I know on the outside you're gonna look like, oh, they lost the war. Ha ha ha. They couldn't even beat AEW. What the fuck? And I get that's gonna be the, that's gonna be the perception. Believe it or not, that will be the perception. But I do think though that them going to a different night, I'm fine with it. They have that opportunity to do so. So be it. And that's fine. I think at the same time, I think all fans will be comfortable with that too. Because at this whole at the same time, it's this whole notion of oh my god, after after watch Dynamite on Wednesday live and then watch the playback this or the other way around. It is what it is, but fucking hell, you're able to breathe a little bit. Able to just enjoy yourself. At the same time, if you're one of these wrestling fans that love a lot of wrestling, it's more wrestling for you. Just now on a different day. And there's that. Speaking of NXT, let's, let's stick to this real quick. Um, 
there's talks of more Ronaldo. More Ronaldo apparently parted ways from WWE. Uh, apparently, this was, came in. This came in from the Wrestling Observer. Uh, this is what basically has been said. Um, WWE posted the following statement on Moro's departure. WWE Moro Ronaldo have mutually and amicably agreed to part ways. Moro's passion and enthusiasm left and and debatable an exciting mark with WWE and its fans, and we wish him the best in his future endeavors. Morrow and WWE have agreed to, to the terms of his release, and today it's expected that it will be announced officially short officially shortly. Unlike the unlike in the past, the departure was not on any negative terms. Uh, Ronaldo has missed the last few NXT broadcasts due to going back to British Columbia, where his mother has been hospitalized. And he was looking for a less stressful schedule, even though WWE did did accommodate him as best as they could. And he has been doing the shows from home from a home studio in Santa Monica, California, where he lives, as opposed to flying to Orlando each week since the start of the pandemic. This is basically what he wrote as well, I believe, on his social media. And quote, I appreciate the opportunity and I had I appreciate the opportunity I had to realize my childhood dream for working in sports entertainment. And I wish WWE well in the future. Now I want to direct my focus and devote my time to my other projects and to my mental health, charitable activities and well, and the well-being of my mother and myself. This is what Ronaldo said. Um, at the same time, while all this is happening, WWE brought back Stu Bennett, a.k.a. Wade Barrett. They brought him last week for a one-shot deal, which we all know is bullshit. Like, come on, bro. You're not going to bring in one person for one night. It is not gonna, You know what? I'm going to turn on my lights real quick. I know it's getting a little dark here. There's that. Oh, there's light in this room. Yeah, I'm not in the dark after all. all right? I'm not in the fucking dark. So... They brought back Wade Barrett, which I thought overall was a good move. Because again, you know, when you look at it, right? Moro was doing these shows from home in California. Now, grant his mom is hospitalized. I wish everything goes well, what have you. But again, he's stressed out. He's not going to be able to do this stuff from Canada, right? Family's first at the end of the fucking day. Beth Phoenix has been doing the show from her home in North Carolina. Tom Phillips has been the only one there in commentary the whole fucking time. So bringing in Wade Barrett, I'm fine with it. Now, Nigel, apparently still in, um, still being furloughed, right? Now, there's also talks of NXT UK. I know they did present, they did show the new studio in London, the BT studio that they'll be shooting or filming NXT UK. I do think if they do bring that back, I think Nigel will be doing NXT UK. And I think that's safe too. Uh, but Wade Barrett and NXT, I'm fine with it. Again, if you watch Stu Bennett's commentary in in the NWA, you know how good he is. So there's that too. Now, as far as Marl Ronaldo is concerned, I've seen a lot of people on social media say, oh, you know, it's a big loss for WWE. Yes, it is. It's a big loss for WWE. I will say this. I thought Marl Ronaldo was probably one of the best commentators right now in wrestling. In my opinion, he is, right? He will be missed. No doubt about it. But let's not, at the same time, let's not pretend like, yo, he needed this job. 
Because no, he didn't. Yes, this was his childhood dream. He fulfilled it. Everyone else saying, oh, you're going to go to AEW, what have you. I don't see it happening. I think we need to pump the brakes right there. Pump the fucking brakes. Seriously. Can you please just fucking pump the fucking brakes with this notion that he's going to go. Um, I do think, yes, Roman will get a new theme song. I do hope down the road, uh, Chief. But we need to pump the brakes on this whole notion that more and all going to go to AEW. Let's be real about it. Mauro Ronaldo, as good as he is, he does not need pro wrestling. No. For him, this was just, you know, a quick money, a quick ca- a quick cash grab and go. Mauro Ronaldo, when you think about it, and again, a lot of wrestling fans don't seem to know this, but Mauro Ronaldo is set. My man is set for life. Bro, this is the same Mauro Ronaldo, the same guy who's called so many iconic fights in Pride FC. Which was at one time the mecca of MMA in Japan. He did. The Pride Grand, the Pride Middleweight Grand Prix in 05. Fedor and Krokop. He's called those iconic fights. Uh, Vandalay Silva versus Rampage Jackson. I'm just giving you some, throwing some fights out there that you guys should definitely go give, give a look, give a look to, if you will. Um, Kevin Randleman and Fedor, if you will. It's another one. But also, in the boxing realm, because again, when you think about it, more worth for Bellator and Showtime caused all the fights for Showtime boxing and PBC, right? Mauro Ronaldo has called so many Mayweather fights Mayweather McGregor, Mayweather Canelo, Mayweather Pacquiao, just to name you those three big fights that he's called, and how he called the first Tyson Fury versus um, Deontay Wilder fight. My man is set, he is. He does not need pro wrestling. And again, if you're AEW, yes, you have Jim Ross, who I said before, and I'll say again, is sufferable. He's just hard to listen to on that show. I think, honestly, the style of AEW does not suit Jim Ross in 2020. It just doesn't. You have They have Tony Schiavone, and I guess they still have Excalibur, who I thought would have been uh, the future play-by-play guy for that company we don't know and they also have Taz so they already got like technically four commentators already there and I guess if you want to count I guess um who else uh, freaking um Veda Scott who does the commentary for the women's tag team t- women's tournament that they did that's fine too but the point of the matter is AW set they are they don't need more Ronaldo. I'm pretty sure it'll be a good pickup all the fuck you want, but at the end of the day, more Ronaldo, and I think a lot of wrestling fans uh don't realize this. He does not need pro wrestling. Nope. Does not need it at all. And that's that's just the reality of it. I think a lot of fans don't want to admit that also. Which they should. And again, he also did call boxing. Absolutely, Chief. I just mentioned that. Okay, before I wrap this up, I'll just let you guys know. This Saturday will, is All Out, and we'll be live again for All Out. My, for the review, that is, right? Luckily, be myself, Big Mike, Walter, the return of Walter, a.k.a. Knowledge of Wrestling, and Chase. So make sure you tune in for that after All Out. I will be dropping tomorrow my All Out predictions. I'm going to watch Dynamite to see what match they add because I'm off today. That's why I'm going to watch Dynamite in a couple of minutes to see what the fuck they do. What do they add or not? So there's that also. 
And yeah, now let's get on to, I guess, the last topic here of, of, of talking. That is Brock Lesnar. Big Brock. Brock Lesnar apparently now is a free agent. Apparently, this is coming from, let me see here, find the article here. This comes from MMA Fighting. Brock Lesnar reaches free agency after failing to come to terms with WWE on a new deal. Brock Lesnar has apparently hit the open market again. The former UFC heavyweight champion and a a mainstay a mainstay at World Wrestling Entertainment since 2012 failed to come to terms with the promotion on a new contract, and he is now a free agent. Uh, the news was first reported by PW Insider on Monday. Me- messages sent to WWE by MMA Fighting uh, were unreturned at the time of this writing. Of course, they're again WWE not gonna put this shit out. They're not. While WWE, but while WWE, while WWE rarely comments on the contract statuses to anyone on their roster, it's noticeable that all Lesnar's apparel and merchandise has been pulled off the company's official website. So they literally took all his merchandise and took it off WWE shop. Which sucks because I was looking forward to buying them Suplex City shirts. I was looking forward to buying them tank top shirt, but that's besides the point. Okay. According to the initial report, Lesnar was in talks with WWE on a new deal to keep him with the promotion, but the two sides were unable to come to an agreement before his contract, his current contract, expired. Of course, Lesnar has engaged in similar conversations with WWE in the past when his contract was nearing its end, often teasing a potential return to fighting as negotiating as a negotiating tactic while deciding his future. While Lesnar did return for a single fight in 2016 that was under an agreement with WWE that allowed him to compete for the UFC. On that night, Lesnar did defeat Mark Hunt by a mammoth decision at UFC 200, but the win was later overturned to a no contest due to a failed drug test by the former champion, that being Brock Lesnar. And again, listen, at this point in juncture, do I see him coming back? No. Not even... Um, not even during the pandemic. I know, again, we're in a global pandemic. I know WWE now has the Thunderdome, right? You notice Sami Zayn's back, Roman's back, right? Brock's going to come back. I don't think so. I don't think so. I think... At this point in the juncture, it is what it's done. It's over with. I mean, Brock could come back. Don't get me wrong. But this notion, apparently enough people say, oh, Tony Khan going to try to bring him in. I don't think that's happening either. Do you really want AEW to get ridiculed by bringing in someone like Brock? I think Chase posted this tweet out, and I, I started dying when I read this shit. Had me in tears, if I can find it here. I know I retweeted the shit out of it. Um, this is what he wrote. Tony Khan. Dad, we need to cut Leonard uh, Fournette. If I'm butchering the name, I apologize. Uh, Shot Khan. Why, son? Tony Khan. I need more money for my wrestling company. I need to sign Brock Lesnar. <laughs> I thought that was funny as shit. Apparently, this idea that Brock Lesnar could make his way to AEW. No, I don't see that happening. Again, I don't think Tony Khan is going to want to... Again, I'm pretty sure Tony Khan can throw him a shitload of money, all the fuck they want, but I don't really see it happening. I don't. Um, But say what you want, though, Brock. Say what you want was a draw. Say what you want. I know he only appeared once every couple of of times a year. 
just German suplex the shit out of you and then leave. That's it. That's all you really needed. That's all you really fucking needed from the guy. I didn't mind it at all. Not one bit. And now, now that he's, um, now that, again, Paul Heyman is now aligned with, with, with Roman Reigns, right? Brock has a lot of leverage with AEW and UFC to get more money from WWE. Yeah, that, that's true as well. I'm not going to deny that, but I don't see that even happening right now. I don't. Um, but, but, let's assume that Brock does come back. You know, again, this notion now that Paul Heyman is with Roman Reigns. Roman's a heel now, right? Do you bring Brock as a baby face? Do you? Do you try it? Reverse the, the positions? I don't fucking know. It's only worth watching. But at the end of the day, Brock is now done with WWE. Uh, I'm pretty sure he's hunting right now with his, I guess he's hunting deer, whatever the fuck he hunts in Canada. Um, so there's that too. At the same time, though, again, Brock was not going to wrestle during this pandemic. He only had that match at WrestleMania. He dropped the title to Drew. And that was it. This You're not going to have him show up to a fucking warehouse in Winter Park for Raw or SmackDown at the Performance Center, let alone a fucking Thunderdome. It's not happening. It's not. Hate to say, but it's not going to happen. Like I said, guys, drop me your comments down below. Your thoughts on Brock Lesnar. Your thoughts on Mauro Ranallo. Your thoughts on Roman Reigns now being a heel. Your thoughts on NXT moving to Tuesdays. Your thoughts on Eric Young winning the title from Impact Wrestling. My thoughts and your thoughts on what I mentioned regarding Josh Matthews and, and Velvet Sky. My bad. Madison Rain. I'm, I'm sorry. Madison fucking Rain. Right? And and again, just the shitty commentary that they fucking have, right? And all that stuff. Again, thank you all for watching. You guys are fucking awesome, okay? You can follow me on Twitter at HeelSteven. If you are follow me on Twitter at HeelSteven. If you're new to the channel, hit the subscribe button down below. Give the video a big old thumbs up. Hey. Also, again, I'll be back tomorrow. I'll be recording my AEW All Out preview and predictions. This coming Saturday night, once All Out is over with, I will be live myself, Big Mike, Walter, likely as well, Chase Oliver. The four of us will be live here on the YouTube channel giving our overall thoughts on AEW's All Out. So we encourage you guys again to hit that bell icon. Be notified when I upload a video, when I go live and all that stuff. You can also check out Around the Point on all the audio platforms that you can listen to podcasts from. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn Radio, Google Podcasts, Anchor.fm. Give us the five-star rating if you're an Apple Podcast. It does help out the show in the fucking long run. That being said, guys, I am Steve. And this has been another installment of Around the Point. Hate, comment, and subscribe. Have a nice day, rest of your week. Enjoy all out. If you're going back to school, do your homework and all that fun stuff. But more importantly, I am that mother flower. I am that dork slayer. They call me Steve. And this has been Around the Point. Peace out, dorks. Yodo, the spray at Charles, and some niggas have gone off, and we finished the car. Yeah! 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 Yeah!
deeply you're gonna see Now for them I pose up like bad man but them I wanna be Send them all a fast up in the club, them I look for me But them gone empty, no artillery, no Positive, negative and them can't hold the stress Plus get dry for them run up in a mess When things pop off, them are the first forget back So them all them know them can't hold the flex Send them to the check-in, take up badness and that no make it I just don't know who we got, so if you don't hope you select it, don't forget it Life is a gift of my Niggas like my style, I'm chipped up Still I won't hesitate to shoot your whip up